Welcome to episode 35 of the Off Kilter podcast. Community, confidence and taking responsibility with Narita Bint. My guest today radiates on a vibration that is so positively infectious. She is a coach, a leader, a business owner, a mentor, a manager, a fellow athlete and a fellow Aussie. Nerida is the owner of Lizom, a women's only gym in Newcastle, New South Wales, Australia, where she has created every girl's dream gym. Lizom's vision is to strive to make a global shift in the way women think about health. And she does this through community, connection, and contribution. It's amazing when you go to her website. She has Welcome to Lizom. We are stronger together. And there is a group of women that are all different ages, shapes, sizes uh, that are smiling and standing there together. It's such a beautiful picture. And Narrator and her girl squad have created a space where women of every age and shape and size or ability are welcomed and challenged to really embrace their bodies for what they can do instead of how they look. Through training, mindset, nutrition, and a lot of hard conversations, women are finding confidence, connection, and community all while they lift, heavy stuff, run, and do pull-ups. Today's conversation was such a gem, and my biggest takeaway from this chat was that we can be held accountable to show up, train, connect, contribute, to be kinder to ourselves, but in the end, we need to take responsibility for ourselves, our thoughts, and our actions. I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation today. She's a gem of a human. Uh, You can find uh, her at Narita Bint on Instagram. Go to Lizome's Instagram pages. They're amazing. They're very inspirational. Uh, They're beautifully branded. And you'll see a whole bunch of women connecting, laughing, and moving their bodies. So enjoy. This is the Off Kilter Podcast. It is about breaking rules, listening to your ovaries, and coloring outside of the lines. Each week, we will connect and be in conversation about how to reignite your sexuality, feel powerfully graceful, and deeply connected to your body, all while navigating life. I am your teacher, Amy Kate Burr. This is episode 35 of the Off Kilter podcast. My guest today radiates on a vibration that is so positively infectious, it's crazy. She is a leader, uh, a business owner, a mentor, a manager, uh, a fellow athlete, and a fellow Aussie. (laughs) I welcome you with open arms and a big virtual hug on the other side of the world to the Off Kilter podcast. Oh, what a welcome. It's such a pleasure to be here with you. I'm super excited to have a bit of a chat. Yeah, I am so excited to talk to you, to hear your story, um, 
your your work, your why, uh, the work that you do with women. There's a lot of W's there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I love to start with what you do now and then go into your why, like why mm. you do what you do. Uh, mm. And we can go into like your story as like a woman and then as a coach, uh, but you're gonna you're gonna lead this piece with with your story. Yeah. Um, so basically, it's it's a long story. There's a lot of little um, kind of bits to it. Uh, I suppose I'll start with a bit that um, kind of led me to going get into health and fitness, like get into kind of CrossFit and health and fitness initially. Um, so it would be we're in 2020 now. So 10 years ago. Um, I came back home from living overseas and I'd gone over there with my partner at the time and had a really good time, but I'd put on about 20 kilos, like living the London life and just partying and drinking and just not exercising at all. Came home. I was, you know, yeah, quite overweight and I just didn't feel good about myself. I'd always been really sporty and athletic. Um, and I had tried a few different things coming back to try and lose the weight, could not seem to shake it. And my partner and I happened to buy a house across the road from a CrossFit gym. And this was like 10 years ago. So really CrossFit was not really well known. And I just remember watching, I would wake up in the morning and watch these girls and just was blown away by how amazing they were. You know, they were flipping tires, they were running, they were skipping, they were doing pull-ups, they were doing, throwing bars above their heads. Like, and I just remember thinking, what is this? Um, and anyway, so I became really um, kind of excited about it and I thought about going across to join and then I went over to the um, the owner and, and just, you know, was kind of like pumped to sign up and I was just kind of like, give take my money, like I'm excited. And um, he kind of looked me up and down and said, Dallin, this is not for you. Um, and I think obviously it was because, you know, I was overweight, uh, out of shape and I could tell that everyone in the gym was, you know, pretty lean and strong and whatever so that was a really pivotal moment for me like I really always remember that moment um so I left there like obviously feeling mortified and humiliated and um I wish I could say I went down the road and joined the next CrossFit gym and I was like you know I'm gonna show him but I didn't like it took me months of like you know watching them and just wishing I could be a part of that community and just knowing like I needed something like that to help get my health back and, you know, at the time, it wasn't just my health, but like my mental health. I was in a low place. Like I was just not well overall. I was in a relationship. I wasn't really happy and fulfilled in, but too, didn't have the confidence to leave. And it wasn't until a friend, I bumped into a mutual friend a few months later and he said, you know, he looked amazing. And I said, what have you been doing? You look amazing. He said, I've lost 15 kilos. I've been doing CrossFit. And I was like, damn it. I really want to do that. <laughs> that word again. <laughs> Yeah. And he was the one that convinced me to go and try his gym. And I was so nervous. I was terrified. Um, but I went and it was the complete opposite experience. So I went to the gym. Um, I was met with the complete opposite. Um, sorry. Um, yeah, I was met with like, you know, connection. The, the guy who owned it came straight over to me and welcomed me and introduced himself to me. A couple of other members. Long story short, fell in love with it. 
signed up and three months later had lost 20 kilos. You know, literally my body just like, I'd never done this sort of training before. My body just like, it just fell off me. Like I was, and I just loved it. I loved the training, how different it was every day. So anyway, um, that was the first step that I took towards really doing something for myself. So, you know, I looked after my health and then, you know, I was a part of a community that like, you know, I just felt like I belonged. Like I knew all these people and you know what it's like, this community of people that just love each other. And, you know, I was around like my, like people that would read books and listen to podcasts and really pushed me to learn, like to become better. Um, so that yeah, was you're almost like, who are these people? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where did they come from? <laughs> I really was. I really was. And then you know, at the time I was like trying to kind of get my partner to come along with me, but you know, he just wasn't there. He was nowhere near that. So, you know, finally it gave me the confidence to leave the relationship that, that I wasn't happy in anymore. Um, and then six months later, I didn't even know it at the time, but I quit the job that I didn't want to be doing anymore. So I loved the people I worked with. I loved, you know, where I worked, but I didn't like the work I was doing. Um, and one day just driving to work, I remember pulling over the side of the road. I was miserable. Like, and I was just, I felt this way for months and I called my boss and I was like, I'm done. And he was kind of like, what do you mean? Like, where are you going to go? What are you going to do? And I was like, I have no idea, but I knew I needed to do something drastic. And it was him that said to me, you should become a personal trainer. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, what are you talking about? And he said, Narada, you light up when you talk about burpees. And that sat with me. I didn't do anything for a couple of months, but then finally I started like thinking I needed to look for work. So then I, you know, kind of like was driving down the street. I saw this supplement store, women's only supplement store and, you know, kind of thought, Oh, I'll try and get work there. And um, yeah, I met the owner and she said, look, I don't have any work for you, but why don't you start a boot camp?" And I said, well, because you could tell I was so passionate about health and fitness and I said, well, who would train with me? And she said, I've got a list of names. I'm a personal trainer, so I'll help you run it. And I've got some gear. I've got some skipping ropes and slam balls. Let's just try it and see. So I sat there that night, messaged 10 girls, told them where to be on Monday morning, 6 a.m. And I had eight of them turn up. And the rest is history. It was the beginning of me really realizing how much I loved working with women, how much I loved getting people, you know, to exercise and to connect and to get better and you know evolve and yeah it was just the start of that journey for me and now can you tell the listeners what you do now what you've created <laughs> yeah so right now like I you know we have two women's only gyms located in Newcastle and Maitland um, and we have an online um, like an online membership as well so we currently train you know over 400 women um, in their health and fitness one of our core values is community so that's always at the forefront of everything that we do making sure that women come in and feel connected and a part of you know a community where they belong and they're accepted no matter what um, yeah and yeah I love it like you know we have um, staff members at both gyms and it's just amazing like I really really love coming to work every day I love mentoring my staff I love watching them mentor their communities like their members and create this place where we're really passionate about like you know like I told you that story at the beginning you know kind of coming in and not being welcomed because I didn't look a certain way or wasn't a certain type of person um you know looking back that was the best 
thing that ever happened to me because it is the one thing that drives me every day. Making sure that when women walk into that front door, we have this thing called the five second rule. You will never walk into that door and not be met with someone within five seconds coming up to you, welcoming you in. And because, you know, I look at my life now because that one guy, you know, six months later welcomed me into the gym, made me feel like I belonged, encouraged me to sign up and helped me get, you know, achieve my goals. I am a completely different person to what I could have been. I guarantee you, if I didn't join that gym, I would have stayed in that relationship. I would have been miserable. I would have had a couple of kids. I probably would, you know, be an alcoholic or, you know, like I would have gone down a different path. I would have. And, you know, I'm really grateful that, you know, one person, meeting that one person just kind of pivoted my life in a different direction. And sometimes that's all it takes. One person. It does. Mm. Yeah. And I love Mm -hmm. that that experience has that's why community that's your community that value is grounded in that experience and that is yeah. that story can you just talk a little bit about uh you walking across that road to enter that space the story that you had in your mind the feelings that were coming through uh yeah can you tell us a little bit about that before you walked into that first space uh, so about the feeling that I had going in there, you mean? Yeah. So when you were living across the road and you <laughs> yeah, saw yeah. this like different way, these people doing things that you had never experienced, but you had such a curiosity oh. and fascination about, and then you actually, you actually walked across the road, but like, how did you get yourself to walk across the road? <laughs> well, this is, this is the irony. Okay. This is what cracks me up. I, I grew up, I, I'm so grateful I grew up doing surf lifesaving um so I was like so I was in my swimmers constantly I played sport constantly like in my life my weight has varied so much but it will never stop me from getting into a pair of swimmers and going for a swim where I've 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 had friends that have a half my size that are terrified about people seeing their bodies so the, the the irony is when I could have walked across that road I actually had no like fear I wasn't um, nervous. I was so naive. Like, I just remember thinking to myself, this looks amazing. I'm going to go do this. So I wasn't terrified at all, which now I realize that that's the feeling most people have when they walk into a gym, especially women. Now I understand most people fear judgment. Um, most people fear not being, you know, accepted, not being, you know, being judged for their level of fitness, the way they look, if they can do things or not. But the irony is I didn't feel any of that. I, I went over there just thinking, I'm going, to be, I'm going to be doing this and this sounds great and I'm a part of this and great, let's go. Like, like I said, I was saying, take my money. It wasn't until I was met with that that I realized, oh, and that's when that developed for me. So, but like I said, you know, it's the best thing you ever did because I was so naive to that whole side of the gym scene and the gym culture where people can feel like that. Um, and I, the thing I say to girls all the time now is, you know, you know, when people message us or email us or ring us and they say, I really want to come, but I'm so scared. I ask them what they're scared of. And they said, they're scared of judgment. I'm like, right. Okay. I want you to imagine you're driving along the road and you see a woman that weighs, you know, 120 kilos jogging. What do you think? And they think, they say, Oh, I think it's great. I think it's amazing. Like good on her. And I'm like, well, why would anyone think anything different of you? The judgment that you hold for others is deep down the judgment you have within yourself. 
So let go of that. No one's looking at you. People are worried about themselves. That's the, that's the, the irony of it. Everyone's more worried about themselves than anybody else. So yeah, the irony of that, that whole experience for me is like, I actually, I was so naive to any of that happening. So I went over there excited. (laughs) But like you said, that experience powered and allowed you to help so many women that are stuck in that place of fear and of judgment and of comparison. And that's not Mm. their fault. That's the fault of the society that we've created a fictional belief of how we should look and how we should be. And uh, you know what else? Do Do you know what else? I agree with you. But I think now and now it's up to us to take responsibility for that. So I look at it and I think, right, okay, I'm 37 and I now am in total control of the, the stuff that I take in, the people I surround myself with, the people I follow on social media, the news that I watch, the magazines that I buy, the books that I read. So guess what? Do you think I'm following fit, fitness models that you know are a size eight and they waste, you know, 40 kilos and they're perpetuating these cleanse. And no, I don't. Um, do I buy magazines that belittle other women and put women down? No, I don't. Do I champion, do I, do I give money or do I give support or energy to anyone that doesn't celebrate women in the right way? No, I don't. So you know what? I, I'm now starting to push it back on us. Like, you know, cause what's interesting is women are the ones that buy those magazines that perpetuate this ongoing, like ridiculous, you know, belief that we need to look a certain way. So it's like, well, let's interrogate this a little bit. You know, you have, like I heard someone say once, your social media is like a city and you're allowed to choose who you let in and who you kick out. So I make sure when I go through my social media feed, I make sure that every single person I follow is someone that I feel good around. Like someone inspires me, makes me feel better, is real and, and motivates me. And anyone that's not, I don't follow them. And I think we need to take more responsibility for that. We allow the thoughts that, we come, that come into our, like, you know, we can choose whether to let these thoughts and these beliefs in that society put, up, put upon us. Like, yes, there's a lot to be changed in society, but there's also, we are accountable. Like my mindset has changed so much since I've taken responsibility for what I let in. And that's why now, like, you know, I don't have any of those issues. Like, I could be any size and, and still walk down the beach and, and swim. I train because I like to feel good. I like to feel strong. I like to feel fit. It may, helps me to sleep at night. I love being with the girls and being connected. No other reason. Yeah. Okay. I love that. There's so much in there. <laughs> mm. The first piece I really love is this, the social media piece. Does it inspire mm. or does it trigger you? If it inspires it you. It inspires if it triggers you, like you said, you don't follow anything that tr- is triggering, that triggers that story, that triggers the judgment, that triggers the comparison. If it is, mm. you need to stop following it. And that's your, that's your in choice to do that. Yeah. So I love totally. that you talk about. Uh, and yeah, I like how you say, yes, we, we have a story and we have a society or a culture that's a certain way, but we also have choice and we- yeah. But what we need in that sometimes is we need a community. We need a group of people that we can lean into that show us a different way. And so when I see what you've created, you've created a different way, a different, Mm. and I love this, 
your vision, which is striving to make a global shift in the way that women think about health through like your pillars. And I just want you to talk about that, that, that shift in from what, what they think when they first walk in, uh, Mm -hmm. and then through the journey of being in your community, what is that shift that, that happens? Yeah, well, we champion women um, of every age, shape, size, culture, profession. You know, we champion women for the things that they can do, not the way that they look. Um, you know, we champion women tr- coming in here and, and, you know, accepting themselves. We do not tolerate any judgment. We don't tolerate any self-negativity. Like if I hear people, you know, straight away, like, you know, I heard a, a girl a year ago probably say something about her ass, you know like you know about her big butt or whatever and I just shot her down straight away we call each other out on it immediately I said to her you're a size 10 how do you think you making that comment like I don't care what you think about you if you want to think that way that's fine I'm not going to change that but you're not going to speak that here because guess what there's a girl over here that's a size 16 who just heard that comment how do you think she internalizes that and she kind of went oh I never even thought about it like that she went away messaged me a month later and said I can't believe you know what that's done for me. It's put me on this path of like doing this, doing that. I'm not talking to myself like that anymore. I'm mindful of what I say to others. I'm like, great. We call each other out on that immediately. We only ever say positive things to each other. Um, we encourage, but, but in saying that we encourage everyone to be their best too. So it's, it's not like we're encouraging, you know, laziness or obesity or anything like that. I think there's a fine line, like we're a health and fitness gym. We want people training. We want people getting strong and getting fit and learning skills but you know what? It doesn't matter what you eat or do, you're never going to look like me. And I, the same thing goes for me with, you know, somebody else. Like we, we don't put this idea up of like, you know, trying to inspire people through the way that I look because it's not about that. I want you to be the best version that you can be and feel good. And I want to be the same for me. And it's all about the way we feel. And I think that, yeah, like that's at the end of the day, nothing else matters. Like, isn't it? And when girls come in here and they're a part of a community and they're a part of it, they're connecting and they're growing every day and they're they're being pushed to try new things and to get up on the rig and try that thing they don't want to try. They're, you know, encouraged to try handstand. And then bit by bit, they get these, you know, they get these things. They come out of here like with a different mindset, you know, they come out of here understanding we adopt a growth mindset, not a fixed mindset. Yeah. I, I love that. And I read there was um, like a member testimonial and she said the greatest gain from being a part of the gym and the community has been uh, cultivating a healthier relationship with herself. And yeah. That, that is just, it's so powerful. And I would love if you could speak about a little more into how do you help women cultivate this healthy relationship with themselves? Because so mm. many uh, that are walking into your gym or that I work with, or just in general, so many women are struggling with that, that connection to themselves, trust in themselves, confidence mm. in themselves. They don't have a healthy relationship with themselves and their bodies. So how do you cultivate that in, in the gym? Yeah, well, there's a really good saying I love, you cannot be what you cannot see. So I place a lot of responsibility um, on our coaches and, and I spend all of my time mentoring them 
and like, you know, like you look at any organization, any gym, any team, anything where a group of people come together, they take their, they take their um, leadership comes from the top. So, you know, that culture and that feel and that environment and that energy will come from that one person. And, and it's different. It, like I look at the t- 10 gyms that are closest to me and how different they all are because of the person that runs them. And so I, I really think about that a lot. I think, well, okay, what do I want my members to be learning about, to be taking in and to be doing and to be experiencing? I have to lead by example. And then my coaches need to be leading by example. So we only employ coaches that come from within our culture, like our, our sisterhood. So they understand what it's like to be a member here. And then they're pushed and they're prodded and they're, you know, like you, you cannot come here and be a coach and not embrace a growth mindset. And you can't be living, our you, you have to be living our values 200%. Um, you have to be living the community 200%. You've got to be all in. So that means, you know, six months ago, I asked our coaches to write a blog piece about their darkest day, you know? So coaches were opening up about experiencing bulimia, um, talking about, you know, thoughts of suicide and mental health and, you know, all sorts of things. And, you know, some people questioned me and were kind of like, is that crossing the line? Is that reasonable? Do people need to be doing that? And I'm like, yes, they do. How do we expect our members to be growing, sharing, giving and, and, and changing and evolving if we're not? So it comes from the top. It comes from me, the coaches to the members. And if we're not facilitating that and doing it and leading the way, they won't. Yeah, it's this this leading self piece. How do I lead 100%. self power like powerfully? Like as you 100%. at the top, you need to self lead, and in order to do that, you need to make you need to do all these things, like looking yeah. after all these parts of you: your mind, your nutrition, your training. You need to be growing mm. and learning, and then to feed that into your coaches, they need to be able yeah. to self lead because you can't yeah. lead others if you can't lead yourself. Hundred percent, exactly. Yeah, and then the coaches are teaching the women to self lead. Yeah, that's exactly right. Through through your values. So, do you want to speak? Mm -hmm. So, you speak a lot about community, and you see that you see that through everywhere. Yeah, your platform, the gym's platform, the sharing that goes across, just this community, all the things that you do outside is so powerful. What are your other two pillars? Your other two values? Yeah, our other two values. One is courage. So that could mean walking through the door for the first time. It could mean turning up and and talking to someone like that you don't know. It could mean trying to do a handstand. It could mean coming to breakfast club on a Saturday. Like it's crazy how many women fear that. How many women come here for that, but then they resist because they're so scared of coming and not knowing having, you know, no one talk to them at breakfast or not being a part of the community. So it could be courage in any form. It could be going to a seminar. It could be starting a new business, like with the support of these girls behind you. We, we push that in so many ways. And then the other one is excellence. So that means, you know, always striving to be your best self. So it means stretching yourself every day, whether it's coming to the gym and working out, whether it's, you know, being a better parent, whether it's being a better friend, whether it's being better in your business, um, whether it's a better mindset, you know, like, you know, learning and growing and evolving, like it's excellence in every way. And that's for our members and our staff. I really pride ourselves on keeping our facility like, you know, 
100% like spick and span clean. Um, you know, I, I think that presentation is so important. You will never come into a gym and see, you know, my coaches not in a Lasom uniform, not with, um, you know, they're like looking presentable, shoes on, like, you know, hair and like tied up nice and going up to people and speaking to them and being professional and starting our brief, our class right on time, finishing our class right on time. Like sometimes I think that, you know, uh, the fitness industry can get a bit lax and a little bit familiar and a little bit like, you know, what it's like, like people come in and they become your friends. And, you know, I've been in classes with gyms where, you know, coaches are swearing in the brief or people are turning up late and they're just like, come on in or, um, you know, classes are starting late, finishing late. And I just think, no, it's not good enough. Like the fitness industry needs to level up and step up. And we want to be at the forefront of that, you know, our online presence, making sure our brand is consistent. Our message is consistent. So I love that, you know, the idea is that you're a brand to be a brand. It's not about who you are, but it's also about what you're, who you're not, you know, you'll never see our girls sexualized. Like you'll never see us trying to gain likes by or followers by, you know, girls showing their butts or their, you know, big boobs or, um, you know, like uh, talking about weight loss, like, you know, constantly yeah. getting people to sign up to a challenge because of weight loss. Like we live our values over and over and over. And, and you know what, like, don't get me wrong. If you go back two years, you will see that. And, and I've had tough conversations with people who've approached me. I've had psychologists, you know, that were members of my gym approach me and say, Hey, you say you're not about weight loss, but yet here you are in a post talking about weight loss. And it was a tough conversation to have because I know if I put a post up about weight loss, I'm immediately going to get 20 people signing up to a trial the next day. And it's like, ugh, sometimes times are tough and, and you want to not like you need sales, like you need people through the door. So we had this long conversation and, and I said to her, but don't you think I'm helping people by throwing that line out there and then getting them in and then they change like they they understand it's not about weight loss don't you think that's worth it and it was interesting it went back and forth back and <laughs> forth but, and this is this took a lot of courage for me because yeah. I had I, I felt defensive and I felt like I wanted to I didn't want to listen to somebody tell me that I was doing something wrong but I had to and that changed the way we did things you know we don't talk about that anymore like that's not our focus we don't do challenges we don't do you know, and, and, you know, I'm really blessed that she felt brave enough to come to me with that. Like you have to be the kind of leader that people know that they are safe to come to and question you. Cause if you're not leading that way, then you can't, you know, really ask others to question themselves. So you've got to live and breathe it. And, and that means live and breathing your values, even when that's uncomfortable and you have to question it and interrogate it. I, I really love that. I love that piece. Uh, you And thank you for being brave. Thank you for choosing the way that's not perceived as the sexy way. And this is what mm. I really battle with in my work because uh, from the outside, it doesn't look sexy. Yeah, because we're mm. not speaking about that. Our language is very different. Our values are very different. The way that, you know, where we want this connection, this community building trust, we want to change the relationship that they have with themselves to one of like love and abundance. And when you talk about those things, it doesn't sound sexy. Yeah, mm. what sounds sexy is the cool photo yeah that mm. looks a certain way or the the 
words, weight loss or those things sound sexy. So I just, I want to pause and highlight the fact that you're being brave by not going that way. And anyone Mm. who goes the other way, the different way, uh, which is really what I call the long way. (laughs) Mm. Like it's harder and it takes longer to, to, you know, get results, whatever that means to us. And I think that's a really key piece as well, because we speak about results a lot, but what do results mean to you? And Mm. yes, often when we're dealing with females uh, at the start, they often want to change their body and change mm. you know, their weight or their shape or their size. And that's a, a number one goal for them. So yeah. when, when a female comes into your space and, and starts this journey and maybe that's like her goal or her focus and it's been that for years or decades, how do you help her navigate through that and teach her about your values and about this feeling that you're trying to help her find, you know, her why for training becomes about feeling strong, having energy, you know, being more patient, being a better mother, wife, partner, friend. How do you go about that? Well, we, so first off now, when we get members in, we qualify them straight away. Like we have a conversation, a, a very in-depth conversation with them from the get-go to find out, is this the right place for you? Are you, you know, are you the right member for us? Because in the past we would take anyone on and then we would just have this constant churn. You know, we'd put all this time and energy into people and then only to realize like, you know, a couple of months in, they weren't a good fit. So we took a step back and we asked ourselves, who is our ideal client? And, and you know what? The one thing we figured out was, It's not about age. It's not about um, how strong they are or what sort of background they have or the goals that they want to achieve. That can all be varied. But what we're looking for are women who are growth mindset, you know, people who want to grow and expand and change. You know, anyone can come in here and change, but they have to want to be challenged and they have to want to be a part of the community and they have to want to, you know, be like, you know, delve deeper. And so we have a, a conversation with them from the get-go where we can qualify that straight away. And if and, and often, you know, I would say 95% of women that come in here do have this, you know, struggle with the way that they look. And, and they think that if they lose weight or if they look a certain size or if they fit into this size, you know, dress, life is going to be better. And we just dig deep. We just ask them why. How are they going to feel when they get to that? What's going to happen? What's that going to look like? Like we just crack deeper, 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 deeper until often they're in tears or they're really realizing that actually that's bullshit and they actually just want to feel more like that they're enough just as they are. So we talk about that a lot, that women, you know, are worthy right as they are. They're enough today and that they are worthy of more, like they're worthy of coming in and training and looking after themselves in a positive way and speaking nice to themselves. We talk about becoming their own best friend. You know, we, we, you know, it's interesting. People, like if I was to sit here and say to you, Amy, oh, I don't really like your hair today. Like, I don't really think you should wear it like that. Or I don't really like that jumper that you're wearing. Or, um, you know, oh, don't you think you should lose a couple of kilos or this, that? We wouldn't be friends for very long, would we? You wouldn't <laughs> want to be around me. No. <laughs> and, and so I, I would never say that to you. But, but deep down, people say it to themselves every day. And, and, you know, the relationship with the self is the most important thing and and the thoughts that you give yourself the most important thing they 
uh, everything that you lead your life with and lead yourself with. So we really try to encourage girls to be kinder to themselves and to become their own best friend and to think, uh, interrogate the thoughts that they have about themselves and to, you know, have a better relationship and, a, and more positive and to get them to celebrate their little wins and to celebrate, you know, like just turning up sometimes or, you know, focusing on what they can do, not so much what they look like. And if, you know, we can only take them a certain way and if, and if it's still a struggle, then sometimes, you know, we, we have amazing um, relationships with some therapists, psychologists and um, occupational therapists in the area, we'll refer them straight away. If, if we find that they're beyond, you know, our, like most girls when they come in, just through being in this culture and this environment will very quickly adapt um, and change. But there are some that, you know, their beliefs go back such a long way and they're so ingrained they need extra help and that's fine. We can partner up with people to give them that. And I think that's really important that as a, you know, as a fitness provider, you do have those relationships with people in the community where you can refer people to get that, you know, like more, um, you know, kind of specific uh, support that they need. Yeah. Yeah. To lean on to other people. Uh, mm. because like you said, it can be deep and it can be complex there. Oh yeah. yeah. And yeah. we're, we're a gym, you know, we can only yeah. take you so far. We can't work outside of our scope too much. We just, we have to recognize, okay, this, this, this particular girl, you know, is really, really struggling. We need to offer her more support. And that's what we're here for. We're here to help you, whether it's like, you know, like whether it's in, in your health or your fitness or your mindset or your like, you know, like you know, we have girls all the time working within our community that are helping each other. Like someone might've um, broken up with a partner and need a place to live. And so she can post it within our community and someone can help her out or someone might've lost their job. Someone needs a babysitter. Like that's what this is here for. It's like your community, your support network for whatever that looks like. Yeah. And you see that straight away. Like when you go to your website, there is welcome to the Zoom, yeah. we're stronger together. And there's the three mm. of you standing there. Um, mm. And the welcome is like this invitation, like welcome, welcome to yeah. our home, our community, our space, welcome to this different way. That's how I read it when I see it. I'm like, this is so cool. And then this, we're stronger together because mm. it's hard on our own to challenge our own story to constantly mm. try and, but if we have a community together, we can change that story. As 100%. A culture, we can help each other change our stories. Uh, and like you said uh, at the start, that you, you pull, you're pulling them up on, mm. you know, sometimes they don't even realize what they're saying to oh, themselves. Most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> most of the time. Like, you know, these girls are walking around completely blind and, and un not awake to what they're, you know, hundred percent. Most, most girls we encounter do like you and I, we, like, you know, it's, you, you know, it's unique to like reflect and look within and to question yourself and interrogate yourself and to want to read books and listen to podcasts. Like that's the minority. The majority of people are nowhere near that. And, and, you know, I say to my girls all the time, I don't really care about getting you fit and healthy. Like I don't, yeah. I care about making you better. And they're kind of like, what? <laughs> I care about making you a better person. My job is to make sure you're a better person today than you were when you walked in a year ago. Like, and that's in every aspect, not just in your health and fitness. So, and if I'm not doing that, I'm not doing my job. Yeah. 
I love, I love that. And it comes back to this vision, this global shift in the way 100%. they, because when you talk about health, uh, we automatically go straight to our weight, shape and size and, yeah. or maybe how we feel, but then we yeah. forget all the other pieces like you just spoke mm. about. You know, how and, do we show up in relationships? How are we showing up mm. through expressing and articulating ourselves? Are we, uh, you know, how's our mindset, our emotional stability? There's so many pieces, but all these things are under health. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's the one thing I love. Like I see girls come in here all the time and we make a big point of, like I, I love, like if you were to walk down, like if a size girl, a girl that was in a size 12, like we've got girls here that are size 12 and 14, right? And that's the average size of women in Australia, by the way. Yeah. But it's so underrepresented. If a girl here like walked down the street, no other girl would look at her and think, oh, wow, she looks amazing. But yet you come into our gym and you'll see her doing 20 pull-ups and then picking up a barbell of 60 kilos and doing clean and jerks. And then you'll see her, you know, run to the 1K mark and get back like so fast. And then girls are like, oh my goodness, she's amazing. And then this girl that's a size 12 to 14 is kind of like, she knows that people are checking her out and people are like admiring her and giving her a high five and going, well, God, you're amazing. It's so inspiring. What do you think that does? And then the opposite happens. We've got girls that are size eight that are not strong, not fit, like they can't run. And so it just, it just completely knocks that, like that whole, you, you are not healthy just because of your size. Like, you know, and, and I love that. I love that women come in here and see that like completely thrown out the window and, and women come in wanting to get stronger like and it's just amazing to me and I think that's so important and that's why we champion women of all shapes and sizes because it's not about the number you know it's about what you can do like you know through this style of training like what do you want to be able to do do you want to be able to run 5k do you want to be able to do a pull-up do you want to be able to jump on a box do you want to be able to skip do you want to be able to do a burpee and get down on the ground do you know how many women that come in here at the age of 30 or 40 cannot do a burpee, can't get themselves onto the ground because their mobility, their lack of strength. And, and I just think, how are you going to, you know, go when you've got children, grandchildren that like, I've got a nephew and a niece that are constantly saying to me, Nez, come and play cars with me, get down on the floor with me, do this, do that. And they're running and I'm running after them. And I just think, God, if I, and I'm exhausted and I'm fit and healthy, <laughs> like I'm exhausted running around after them. And I think, you know, what a joy it is to be able to experience that with children. Like, how are you experiencing life with your children if you can't get down on the ground and, and lay down and get back up? And it's like, you've got to think about, well, if you're like that at 30, what are you going to be like at 50, 60, 70? So now my, my, I'm nearly 40. So my mindset's changed so much. I'm training because I want to train for life. I want to be able to keep moving. I want to be strong and I want to be fit forever. Yeah. And it's a journey. And I think that's yeah. really important is because we can start at this place and whether it's about our weight, our shape, our size, or for me, it was always basing my worth on how well I performed, yeah. how well it looked, oh, yeah. how much I lifted. So there was always yeah. this comparison and like, yeah. it's okay if you're there, it's totally normal. It's normal to be mm. like, to be there, but to know that there is a different way. It just takes time and a community mm. and resilience and for someone to show you that actually, no, mm. it is about mm. let's embrace our bodies for what they can do because we're, that's not talked about. Like, yeah. it, don't you want, like to me, I just think like, don't you want to feel strong and capable? 
because to me, and like, I wasn't there always. It's been a long Mm. journey for me to realize, you know what, actually I want to be pain-free. I want to have a healthy functioning body and Mm. I want to feel capable. Mm. I want to be able to, you know, when I walk my dog at 6am in the morning in the dark, like I feel okay because I feel like trainings change like my posture in how I show up in the world. I feel strong. I feel capable. I feel like, okay, to like go out at 6am in the morning to know that, you know Mm. what, I'm like, if anything was to happen, I think I'm going to be okay. (laughs) Yeah. To, To play with your children and, you know, to be able to bend down and pick something up. Like these are the things Mm. that, that really in the end are, you know, why we move our bodies. And this is the thing, and you, I think you have to ask yourself at any point, if you are, um, you know, being so hard on, like I see it in here, I do see girls that are like so wrapped up in their results. And like when it comes to testing week or when it comes to that point and they just, um, you know, they get so wrapped up in their results. It's, it's, then we, you have to look within and kind of go, well, why? Why is that so important to you? Why do you feel this need to prove yourself? why do you need to be the strong one in the gym? Why? Like, you know, and it's like, it all comes back to where we place our sense of worth, you know, like we've got girls that are like, well, I've always been the strong one here. It's like, well, okay. How about letting some other junior come along and have her moment to shine? And why don't you think about giving back? Why don't you think about, and and this is something I really try hard to teach the girls. When you come in here, stop thinking of you because success never comes, like uh, no one's successful and fulfilled, ever got anywhere thinking about themselves. We grow and we achieve and we succeed when we are there to serve others. And I say to them, think about when you come into the gym, think about serving someone else. Think about inspiring and motivating the person that you're training with. Focus on that and then watch your results. And they all just get blown away when a week later they come in and they go, I just had the best week of training. because." And I'm like, of course, it's so hard to do anything well when you're focused on yourself. When you're focused on others, you just, you get taken along for the ride and they, they feel good. You feel good. And all of a sudden you end up getting a PB or yeah. you just enjoy training more. Like, and it's like, you've got to constantly question yourself. Why am I thinking this way? Why does that, is that so important to me? Why am I getting so worked up about missing my PB by two and a half kilos? You know, why does that matter? I love that. I love why. I love that, mm. that question. Why? Why do you train? Why do you have that story? Why are you comparing? Why does it matter? Mm. And I think, like you said before, we need to get more curious and we need to take that responsibility to be really curious about what's going on in our minds and why. Why are Mm -hmm. we doing, why are we comparing? Why are we telling ourselves this story? And I think that females are so hard on each other. And it's like, we've almost done this to each other (laughs) because we're so competitive where we just live in comparison and judgment of others. And we've just created this culture of fear and scarcity. And to try and break out of that is it's hard. Well, I, you know what? I think we have this um, really negative uh, attachment to the word competitive. Um, I'm the most competitive person you'll ever meet. Like, you know, I love competing. I think, you know, women have this idea that being competitive is, oh, well, if if you succeed and you do well, that means I don't, or you're going to want that so that, like, you know, you're going to 
you know, thrive and, 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 you know, go forward. And that means I can't have any success. It's not the case. Yeah. And, and you know what, like I encourage girls, like my coaches constantly, when I come into the gym, you know, when we train together, like I love training with the coaches because, you know, they're at your level, they push up, you've got, you know what, you've got those few little rabbits that you chase. Yeah. <laughs> and I always say to them, like, I always get right next to them. I'm like, let's go. Let's, and, and, and sometimes I beat, they beat me, but do you know what? After every single workout, I will always go up to them, shake their hand, high five them. Good job. Um, because I don't tie myself worth to, well, if she beats me, that means I haven't had a good workout or that means I'm this or that. I'm just turning up and showing up and trying to be the best person that I can be today. And that's all it is. Yeah. But when you make it some, mean something else, that's when it has a negative connotation. So Girls, people have said to me, you know, people have questioned our level of, you know, oh, oh, like, you know, CrossFit comps. Like, I don't want to go in that. I'm not competitive. Um, All right. Well, let me question you. Do you not not want success in your life? Do you not want to achieve anything amazing? Like, who doesn't want to stand on a podium one day and hold a trophy above their head and just go, yes, no one doesn't want that. But what you're doing is you're going, ah, too competitive. I don't want to compete. I'm just going to back out. So I'm making this about you. You're competitive. That's a negative thing. Sorry, being competitive. Like look at the top athletes in the world. Yeah. Do you think that they're bad people because they're competitive? No. So I challenge women to think about that word, you know, think about that. Like, and, and, you know, you won't, when you come in here, you cannot not be a part of our community and talk to train with everybody. We just don't accept that. So I think that's why there's an element of like, um, you know, it's competitive and it's, but it's fun. Like, it's like, well, we're going to push you to try and be the best person you can be. And we want other girls to push you too. Like we, we, we're going to tell you like when your buddy's down there and she's doing her last 10 reps, you get in her face and tell her to go, but it's yeah. not a bad thing. It's, it's not like, you know, you're not good. You suck because you're coming last in this workout. You know what I mean? I, I really yeah, no, I get it. About because that word. where no, and then that's and I love that you bring this up because when we think about it, we think about competitive or comparing, and we're comparing to each other. We're comparing yeah. the aesthetics, yeah. We're comparing yeah. yes abilities, and we're mm. always constantly comparing and basing but, our worth based on others. Mm, but I love that yeah. I'm a competitive person too. I love to do shit well. <laughs> but, and and do you know what else too? with comparison like I don't get this I I look at like I remember one of my best friends like when I went to London but when I had when I was living in Australia I had had this really close friend and I was always fit and she was kind of you know she was not fit she was a little bit overweight loved wine chocolate cheese I went to London and it was like we did this role reversal (laughs) I went to London and and did the chocolate cheese wine thing and she signed up to a gym, got a personal trainer and I came home and I, and she was the most ripped I've ever seen. She was phenomenal. Like I remember looking at her body, just thinking, who even are you? And, and you know what, any, you know, it would have been so easy for me to come back and to compare my, like I was feeling the lowest I've ever felt. I was out of shape. I was depressed. I was unhappy. It would have been so easy for me to look at her and compare myself and feel shit about myself. But no, I looked at her and I was like, wow, if she can do this, I can. Here is a girl who's never trained before, who hates the gym. I don't mind the gym. I've got a background of training and sport. And if she can do it, I can do it. And this is what we need to do. We need to look at each other and be inspired by each other. Lift each other up. (laughs) Yeah. But also 
look at someone who's achieved something amazing and clap them and go, because guess what? A rising tide lifts all boats. So if you're around women who are doing amazing things, guess what? You're more likely of doing that too. Whereas when you look at those women and you judge them or you compare yourself and you've got this negative narrative going on in your mind, you're slowly separating yourself more and more from them. And guess what? You're not going to, you've got no chance of doing anything amazing. So you've got to really take note of that comparison because if you're around women that, you know, like look at the way you admire, like if you look at them and you think, gosh, she's so strong, she's so fit. Guess what? Hang out with her more and more and you will be too. Because guess what? You, you know, she's, she probably trains five or six times a week. She probably eats really well. She probably doesn't drink wine every night. She probably goes for walks and plays tennis and, you know, gets in the ocean and does all this amazing stuff. So the more you do that, you're going to be more like her. Or you've got a, the opposite option and push her further and further away and judge her and, and have a negative story about that. And you're going to go further and further away from that. So that's why so many women here experience that kind of success when they come in here because it's a lifestyle shift for them too. Like all of a sudden they're training with these girls, they're socializing with them. So they're not going out and getting drunk three or four times a week. They're going to the movies and they're going out for breakfast and they're going for walks. So that's where the shift comes, you know? So it's like when you compare yourself, stop yes. and just actually go, I celebrate her because, and I recognize she's achieved something I would like to achieve one day. Let me have a conversation with her and ask her, tell her, God, you, you're amazing. How do I become more like you? Who doesn't want to hear that? Who doesn't want to hear someone say, yes. you're amazing. I want to be more like you. Give me a few tips. Anyone yeah. would be stoked to hear that. Yes. Less, less comparison, more compliments. <laughs> yeah. And understand that comparison comes from you. You're yeah. the one telling yourself that story. No one else. No one else is looking at you thinking, oh, you don't look like her or you're this or you're that. It's all you. Yeah. It's your story. And if the story is not serving you, change the story. 100%. Life is too fucking short. Yeah. It's too short. Like, honestly, <laughs> you will get to 30. You'll get to my age in your 30s, your 40s, and you'll look back and you'll just think, all the things that I worried about, all the things that I let myself get caught up by, it's just not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. So you need to challenge your story find a community that can help you change that story that can help you stop that comparison. Uh, you can have healthy competition. <laughs> it's a good thing. Yeah. To want to yeah. challenge and compete and mm. do better. Like you said, to grow, to learn, to mm. push yourself in ways that you've never done before. Cause then that's when we grow and learn. I yeah, love hundred percent. Uh, yeah. we're going to finish with five questions that I have for you before okay. we do that. Is there anything else that you want to tell all the women out there? <laughs> oh, just, you know, uh, life is short. And if you don't, um, question yourself constantly and, and try to, ask you, you know, ask yourself why you're living the life that you live and, and constantly ask yourself what it would look like for your life to be better and what you need to do to get there. Understand that you're in, you're in control. You have power over your thoughts and your thoughts create your feelings. Your feelings create your actions, actions create your results, you know, to just constantly be an observant to yourself, be a, be a helicopter to your own self and to, you know, want to inspire those around you too live life and, and live the best life you can live because at the end of it, 
And I think it's so important. I always think about what do I want people to say at my funeral and live your life every day to that. Like, because if you're saying you want people to say that you were kind and that you were generous and that you were giving or you were um, compassionate and you were warm and you were loving, live your life every day like that. Don't live your life opposite to that. You know, don't, don't think that you need to go and buy the latest outfit or you need to weigh a certain way and do this because people aren't going to look at you and go, Oh, people never say at funerals, God, she was so fit or she was, she was so skinny. She was, she looked great in a pair of jeans or she owned this house on a beach or she, you know, like built this empire. Like no one says any of that. People always talk about the person you were and how you treated others. And I just think it's important to constantly ask yourself, how are you showing up for those around you and how are you showing up for yourself? Because what we need to understand is we can't truly ever treat anybody away unless we're treating ourselves that same way we we can't ever show anyone love if we don't love ourselves we can't if we judge others it's because deep down we judge ourselves you know so look after your the relationship you have with yourself first and then the rest will flow from there beautiful so lovely so beautifully said it is and it i love how powerful you show up in this space of you're in choice and take responsibility for yourself. Mm. Hell, I'm here to give you a lot of love and a lot of support and a lot of mm. education. I'm here for you. But at the end of the day, it's your choice. Show up, do the work, be in responsibility, lead yourself. Yeah. And I love that you yeah. just create this beautiful space and you support them to do that because mm, that's how, you. yeah, that's how they create this life and this posture of yeah love and abundance mm. so it's beautiful mm. yeah. okay so i'm going to ask you number 1 is why do you train yeah i train because it makes me feel good like i train because it makes me feel strong it makes me feel fit it helps me to sleep at night it resets my mind like if my mind's getting a bit um, chattery and a little bit negative and a little bit all over the shop an hour of sweating and lifting weights just makes me just forget that from for an hour and then I always feel better afterwards um, I train because I love connecting with other women and I love being around women that are strong um, and yeah I just love constantly you know challenging myself to get better and get more skills and get stronger I love that mm. Okay, number two, you have a billboard in Times Square. It's going to stay there forever. What does it say on it? I am enough. Yeah. Yeah. I think most of our problems come from not feeling like we're enough, not feeling like we're worthy, not feeling like we belong, not feeling like we love ourselves, like ourselves. And I think it's so important to, to really like yourself and to really know that you deserve everything that you want in this life. And that all starts with knowing that you're enough to, to receive it, knowing that you're worthy. Thank you for helping women learn that they are enough. Yeah. Number three, what do you like that no one else really likes? God, that was a hard one. I couldn't think of an answer. Um, oh, I really cannot tell you. Like I just, okay. <laughs> I was trying to think of food. I was trying to think, yeah. do you know what? Do you know what? One thing I do like that a lot of people don't like, 
I love swimming in the ocean in winter. All right. And a, lo- a lot of a lot of people don't like to do that. Yeah, you might change your I mind. There are people here in Vancouver. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Well, in Australia, I like it, but yeah, yeah maybe yeah, not in right Australia, there, but, in Newcastle, yeah. where it's yeah. really only like 12, 16 degrees. Yeah. Something. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, exactly. if you could recommend three books, your top three mm-hmm. books, what would you recommend? Yep. Number one, Daring Greatly by Brene Brown, 100%. I love her. Yeah, I know. I read that book like five times. Like it's just, it changed my life. And Absolutely you've been to see her. Yes, I have. And she was phenomenal. Like, oh my God, probably the best speaker ever I've ever seen. She's a powerful she could, storyteller. Oh, she is. She could have you on the edge of your seat, holding your breath, cracking up laughing, and it's all in, a thir- all in a space of 30 seconds. Like she's just phenomenal, phenomenal public speaker. And just, yeah, her work has really changed my life, like my own personal journey as well as the work that I do. Um, so I think she, her book is fantastic. Um, I also love, oh, geez, God, um, that's number one, like 100%. I've, I've read a few of her books, um, but that's the main one. Oh, the other one, um, Dare to Lead, is really good as well. Yeah. I think her, I've read that a couple of times as well. Um, and The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Like, I think that's a good book to just understand that all you ever have is the present moment and that all you ever have is here and now. We spend so much time thinking about the future, thinking about the past when really all we ever have is, is the present moment. So I'm trying really hard to, you know, live that way more and more. Beautiful. Now. Yeah. And then last one, what three things would you like to be remembered for? I would like to be remembered for making sure that like, like I would like to be remembered for being a a loving, generous, kind person that made people feel special and made people feel welcome and, made people feel like they belonged, you know, here at La Somme. Like I, you know, I hope that the impact that I have on other people thinking about that, it goes, you know, beyond my time. Um, I'd like to be remembered for creating something with people that I love and something that I'm really passionate about that I think they're passionate about too. And, um, oh, geez. I think I'd like to be remembered for just living a life that was true to me. I think that's important. I think everyone's different. Everyone, you know, wants different things in this life and people value different things. And I think that's great. I think that's what makes life so beautiful. But I think living a life true to yourself is the most important thing. And that I think that's where it leads you to success and to happiness and fulfillment. And yeah, that's what I want to be remembered for doing, living and breathing that and hopefully being a, a good role model to others. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of creating this shift, this shift in women, how they think about health, themselves, the world, life. (laughs) And yeah, uh, yeah, thank you for helping them change the relationship that they have with themselves Mm. and their body. Mm. It's, I think, one of the most uh, powerful relationships that we have. And it's so sad that we spend so much time fighting against, fighting against it and fighting against mm. ourselves. So yeah. thanks for creating a community and a tribe of women that I wish was everywhere around the world. So mm. women had a space to go to that yeah. 
you know, they feel strong and powerful and accepted and um, they're, yeah, they're a part of. So I'm mm. excited. I'm excited to see it grow and flourish yeah. more than, than what it yeah. has. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for creating the space today. I really mm. appreciate it. Mm. Oh, I love it. I love this sort of thing. I love connecting with people. I love talking about our story. So I appreciate you inviting me along. I really do. Thank you. If you have any questions, you can connect with me on Instagram at amykatebow. I also write a daily blog. You can sign up on my website, amykatebow.com. Thank you for making the space to listen today. Remember, take the long way home. Bye for now. Thank you.